Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Madam Rabbi Avram Goldra and Zimra Zekas Yuma Daf Pei, the eighth parak at Yomikipurim. So the three dubs we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara asks, Tumas Ochlin Kabetz Manon, from where do we know that the shear from food Tuma is a Kabetza? Rabbi Abo said in the Rabbi Lazar, but the Pasik states, Mikol Ochlin Shiriachel, from any food that is eaten. This alludes to Ochlin Habamachmas Ochlin, food that comes on account of food. Which food is this? Beisatana Golas, a hen egg. An egg, which is food, comes from a hen, which is food. When the Gemara asks, why not say the Pesach is referring to a basis bar Yochani, the egg of a bar Yochani, which is much larger than a hen egg, it answered, tefasta maruba wo tefasta, tefasta muto tefasta. When you grab a large amount, you have not grabbed anything, but when you grab a small amount, you certainly grab something. When the Gemara successfully challenges this by suggesting then that the Pesach is referring to the egg of a small bird, which is very tiny, well, Yabo provides a different explanation of how the Pesach refers to a hen's egg. Mikol ocha asher from any food that is eaten in a food that you can eat in a single swallow. And the Chachamim determined that the throat cannot hold more than the volume of a hen's egg at one time. Pointing to the Mishnah Andav, Ein Gemam Bey stated, one who drinks a quantity of liquid equal to the fill of his cheeks is chayv karas. On this stuff, Rabbi Zer asks, what is different about eating that the shir for everyone is a kosevis, whereas for drinking the shir for everyone is not uniform, but is equal to the fill of one's own cheek? A by answer that has been accepted by the Rabban with regard to a kosevis, that one's mind is put at ease regardless of a person's size, whereas by drinking it's accepted by the Rabban that with one's own cheek full of liquid, one's mind is put at ease from the distress of thirst, but with his friend's cheek full, his mind is not put at ease. When Rabbi Zerah challenged a by asking if it's at all possible that the giant Og Melk Bashan can be put at ease with the Kosevis, a by answer that while Og is not alleviated, to the same degree as others, he is relieved from the distress somewhat. Therefore, if a giant Jew ate a Kosevis on Yom Kippur, he has violated the mitzvah of Inui. And point number three, Reish Lankish said, One who eats excessively on Yom Kippur is Pater from Kars. What's the reason? It says in the Pasuk, For any soul that will not be afflicted on this very day will be cut off from its people. This teaches that one is high for alleviating one's affliction through eating to exclusion of one who, in an act of excessive consumption, damages the food and himself. Rashi explains the Gemara is discussing a case where one who ate a filling meal immediately prior to the onset of Yom Kippur, while satiated to the point of revulsion, proceeded to eat on Yom Kippur night. Since the entire eating is in Achilagasi's pater. On the other hand, if one were to begin eating on Yom Kippur to the point of Achilagasa, then he would be chayv, since the eating prior to satiation was not excessive. So once again, the three points are number one. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara asks, Tumas Ochin Kabetz Manon, from where do we know that the shear for food Tumas is a Kabetz? Rabbi Yobo said in the name of Lazar, for the Pasuk states, Mikol Ocha Shoyachil, from any food that is eaten. This alludes to Ocha Abam Machmas Ocha, food that comes on account of food. Which food is this? Beitz Artana Golas, a hen egg. An egg, which is food, comes from a hen, which is food. When the Gemara asks, why not say the Pasuk is referring to a basis bar Yochani, the egg of a bar Yochani, which is much larger than a hen egg, it answers, tefasta marubalo tefasta, tefasta muat tefasta. When you grab a large amount, you haven't grabbed anything, but when you grab a small amount, you certainly grab something. When the Gemara successfully challenges this by suggesting, then, that the Pasuk is referring to the egg of a small bird, which is very tiny, Rabbi Abao provides a different explanation of how the Pasuk refers to a hen's egg. Mikol ocha asher from any food that is eaten, implies a food that you can eat in a single swallow. And the Chamin determined that that the throat cannot hold more than the volume of a hen's egg at one time. Pointing to the Mishnah Daf Ein stated, one who drinks a quantity of liquid equal to the fill of his cheeks is chayv karas. 
On this stuff, Rabbi Zera asks, what is different about eating? That the shear for everyone is a kosebis, whereas for drinking, the shear for everyone is not uniform, but is equal to the fill of one's own cheek. Abai answered that it's been accepted by the Rabban with regard to a kasebis, that one's mind is put at ease regardless of a person's size, whereas by drinking it is accepted by the Rabban that with one's own cheekful of liquid, one's mind is put at ease from the distress of thirst, but with his friend's cheekful, his mind is not put at ease. When Rabbi Zerah challenged Abai asking if it is at all possible that the giant og, Nalk Bajan, we put at ease with Kosevis, Abai answered that while Og is not alleviated to the same degree as others, he is relieved from the distress somewhat. Therefore, if a giant Jew ate a Kosevis on Yom Kippur, he has violated the mitzvah of Inui. And point number three, Reish Lakish said, one who eats excessively on Yom Kippur is patu from Kars. What's the reason? It says in the Pasuk, for any soul that will not be afflicted on this very day will be cut off from its people. This teaches that one is high for alleviating one's affliction through eating, to the exclusion of one who, in an act of excessive consumption, damages the food and himself. Rashi explains the Gemara is discussing a case where one who ate a filling meal immediately prior to the onset of Yom Kippur, while satiated to the point of revulsion, proceeded to eat on Yom Kippur night. Since the entire eating is an Achila Gaza, he's Pater. On the other hand, if one were to begin eating on Yom Kippur to the point of Achila Gaza, then he would be Chayv, since the eating prior to satiation was not excessive. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Pei, and our standard Simmon is Payday. Payday, the day that someone is paid. So here goes. It was payday for the painter who sold his work, depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid and was holding a book titled How to Stop Overeating. Once again, in slow motion. It was payday, payday. That must be more on Duff. Pay. It was payday for the painter who sold his work, depicting a tummy egg, which reminds us that Rabbi Yabo learned that the shir for Tumas Ochlin is a kabeza from the Pasuk, Mikol Ocha Shur Yachel, from any food that is eaten, which implies is a food that you can eat in a single swallow. And the Chalmin determined that the throat cannot hold more than the volume of a hen's egg at one time. So it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid, which reminds us the sheer for drinking is my lugma, which is relative sheer to the size of a person because a person's mind is only put at ease with the size of his own cheek full, whereas the sheer of a kosevis for food is standard since one's mind is put at ease with it regardless of size, even for someone who's a giant like Og Malchabashan. So it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid and was holding a book titled How to Stop Overeating. Which reminds me, Shlokish said, that one who eats successfully in Yom Kippur is patr from cars. And Rashi explains that the Gemara is discussing a case where one who ate a filling meal immediately prior to the onset of Yom Kippur while satiated to the point of revulsion proceeded to eat on Yom Kippur night. Since the entire eating is an Achila Gasa, he is patr. So once again, it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid and was holding a book titled How to Stop Overeating. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazorah. Dafayin Vav, so the simmer Dafayin Vav is an IV tube, intravenous tube. So here goes. The patient hooked to an IV, IV, that must mean we're on Daf Ein Vav. The patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man, which reminds us of the discussion regarding the amount of man that fell. One opinion is that it was piled up 60 almost high, and the second opinion is, is that the man came down from Ben Israel and went to accumulate and rise higher and higher until all the kings of the East and West could see it, as it says in the Pasuk, Tarkofanai Shulchan Neget you prepared the table for me in view of my tormentors. So the patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man. 
while eating his drink, which reminds us that Shtia Bechla Achila is learned from the Pasuk of Maishasheni, where it refers to eating Shechar, which is a drink. So the patient hooked up to an ivy drink he was lying next to a mountain of man while eating his drink, because his doctor made him abstain from a hot shower and an anointing. Which reminds us that the source for abstaining from Rechitz of Asicha is learned from the Pasuk of Daniel, where he says, and I did not anoint myself with an anointing when he shared how he mourned when Korsh reneged on his promise to allow the Jews to rebuild the base of Migdash. Dafayin Zayin, so the similar Dafayin Zayin is an A's, a goat. So here goes. The goat, goat, that must be one of Ein Zayin. The goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals, which reminds us that Gabriel cooled down the burning coals that were taken from among the Kruvim and were meant to be cast down in Yushalayim to mitigate the disaster. And when he reported back that he'd carry out his mission, he was censured for his actions and removed from his post for 21 days. When he sees that the Tsar Pras is seeking to impose a head tax on the Jews, he defends the Jews by asking if the nations of the world are fit to rule over Talmud Chachami, even when their wives are praised for denying themselves sleep for the sake of the Torah. He was eventually reinstated when he spoke up on Daniel's behalf, which is the meaning of the words, Vani Basi B'dvarecha. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream, which reminds us one who's going to visit his father or Rebbe or someone who's greater than him in Chochmah may pass through a stream up until his neck in water and he need not be concerned that this violates the prohibition against washing since it's a mitzvah. He may also cross the stream to prevent a financial loss. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream got an uneasy feeling when he felt the current was strong and saw that even a mighty boat couldn't cross it. Which reminds us of the stream in Yechezkel's vision that flowed from the Kodesh Kodesh and became so powerful that he couldn't cross it neck deep in the water nor could even mighty boats cross it. Dafayin Ches, so the symbol Dafayin Ches is a child going, ach. So here goes. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach. Child going, ach. That must be more enough. Ein Ches. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach. While trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, which reminds us it's forbidden to sit on mud in Yom Kippur because the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing. Rabbi Shubin Levi said, Batina Matapachas, and the Bryce speaks of mud that uses moisture, and Abai said, Batapeach al Manaslat Piach. And the Bryce speaks of mud that is moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. Rabbi Yudah said it's permitted to cool oneself down with fruits. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, got so upset when the sandals made of rush got dirty, which reminds us it's permitted to wear non-leather shoes on Yom Kippur, such as rush, for when the Mishnah prohibited wearing shoes, it meant shoes in the halachic sense, such as leather shoes, but not footwear made of other material. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with the cold squash, got so upset when the sandals made of rush got dirty, they started breaking cracked, clay kaleem. Which reminds us, small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures of prohibiting Yom Kippur, except for wearing shoes, for the Rabban did not prohibit pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. For Abai said, his adopted mother told him that the development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing him with oil, and when he grows a bit older, it requires breaking utensils so that the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rabba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons to break. Dafayin test. So the similar Dafayin test is an eight, a pen, and we use a sofa using a quill. So here goes. The sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease. Sofa with a quill? That must be on Duff. Ein Tess. Eight. The sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease, which reminds us Rabbi said in the name of Yehuda that the large date mentioned in the Mishnah is larger than a kibetzah. 
And this unusual measure was established because it's been accepted by the Rabbanan that with this amount of food, one's mind is put at ease. But with less than this amount, one's mind is not at ease and he remains afflicted. So the sofrus took a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, which reminds the more challenged Rabbah's assertion that a large date with its pit is larger than a kibetzah based on the Mishnah and sukkah, where there's no chiv to eat two dates in the sukkah, but a kibetzah must be eaten in the sukkah, implying a kibetzah is even larger than the size of two dates. Rabbi Yirmi answered, saying two dates without their pits are not as large as a kibetzah, but one large date with its pit is larger than a kibetzah. And Rabbah said that the reason that eating two dates does not require a sukkah is not because the meat of the dates is smaller than a kibetzah, but because they are fruit, and fruit eaten in any volume is considered a snack, which does not require a sukkah. So the sofrus took a large date with a pit on the edge of his quilt to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside a sukkah, wrote the words Valchalta Vesavata on the cover of a bencher in the shape of an egg. Which reminds Rav Zid disagrees with Rav and says that the large date of which the Mishnah spoke is less than the equivalent of a kibetzah. A proof is brought from a Mishnah Brachus where Rav Yudah says the words Vachalta Vesavata teach that one must eat the amount that satisfies, which is a kibetzah. If a kibetzah satisfies, it certainly sets the mind at ease. So we conclude from here that a kosevis is smaller than kibetzah, and while it sets the mind at ease, it doesn't satisfy. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur. a great day and great learning.